This is MSCI Perspectives, your source for global investing insights and access to research and expertise from across the investment industry. I'm your host, Adam Bass, and today is January 7th, 2021. First, a very happy new year to you all, and welcome back to the program. A new year means a fresh start. It's a time to try new things. And in that spirit, we are broadening the scope of our program, both expanding the range of issues we cover, as well as the depth at which we explore them. We're also changing the frequency of the program. So going forward, we'll release a new episode every two weeks and have some special features along the way. Of course, some things won't change, like our quarterly check-in with Director of Core Equity Research, Hitendra Varsani. We'll take a look at the markets through the lens of equity and fixed income factors. Hitendra, welcome back. And of course, Happy New Year. We made it, buddy. We made it. It's 2021. How does it feel? Happy New Year, Adam, and to all the listeners. So clearly the challenges that we face in 2021 are enormous, but I'm feeling optimistic about the world. Um, We're all coming together, and I think we'll come out much stronger as we rebuild. Uh, But on a smaller scale, more personally, I have renewed appreciation for all those little things that we may have taken for granted. Awesome. Well, then let's, let's get right to it. When last we spoke back in October, one area that you spoke of in your quarterly factors and focus report you spoke with the optimism, actually, that you you mentioned just now on the area particularly of small cap stocks. Now, at the time, that was not exactly a consensus view. So how'd that play out during the last part of 2020? That's right. Uh, small caps were lagging large caps for majority of 2020. But at the beginning of the last quarter, we did highlight that many indicators that we look at were very much aligned for small cap outperformance. Economic indicators had turned more positive. Uh, Valuations for small caps were low. Sentiment was turning more positive. And, you know, mega caps, which were the most resilient in the first three quarters, really questioned uh, investors' mind in terms of when are those smaller capitalization stocks uh, likely to catch up? Now, looking back, it turns out uh, the MSCI ACQUI All-Country World Index small cap uh, outperformed its parent, uh, the MSCI ACQUI, by 9%. Uh, over the last quarter. What about other equity facts? I mean, that's a startling number, but there there have been some pretty significant market-moving events since we last spoke. Joe Biden winning the U.S. presidential election. COVID vaccines have started to be distributed around the world, and the long-awaited Brexit deal between the U.K. and the EU was signed. So how did these events, or how have these events shown up in the market so far? Uh, Clearly, the three biggest events uh, over the last few months. I think one of the most striking features about 2020 was how quickly the economic cycle turned and the implications that had on factor performance. And the last quarter was no exception. Uh, Value factor indexes across global, regional and international markets were given a boost alongside cyclical sectors on the progressive news of a vaccine. This happened as investors increased expectations, perhaps for higher growth and a recovery in businesses that were hardest hit uh, during the worst of the pandemic. And this magnitude in terms of value out performance was not small. In fact, it was a staggering 7.3% at the ACQUI level, which is comparable to what we observed in the second quarter of 2009, uh, recovery from the global financial crisis. Does that mean value's back? What drove this performance? 
So value stocks certainly fall back after a prolonged period of underperformance. However, uh, one might argue that a large part of this recent performance was actually due to uh, the negative momentum exposure and high beat exposure. And while this might be the case, it only explains a fraction of the recent returns. So I'll be interested to see how sustainable this value rally actually is over the coming months. Now, you mentioned earlier economic cycles and how quickly in 2020, for example, we moved through them. Specifically, we're talking about moves through expansion, economic slowdown, contraction, and then ultimately recovery. So as 2021 begins, where do we find ourselves? And what has your research told you about the relationship between factor performance and each of these different stages? You started to talk about it, but a a little more detail if you could. Sure. So uh, let's take a step back. Uh, Over several market cycles, uh, certain style factors uh, like value, momentum, quality, low vol, low size, have delivered outperformance in that long run. But we do recognize that through market cycles, factors have experienced a um, high degree of variation in performance. We take a look at certain economic indicators, and based on where they are at the beginning of the month, um, we decide which regime that we're in, which state of the world. You, know, you mentioned expansion, slowdown, contraction, recovery. Based on those states, what we did is look at uh, a selection of factors and see how they performed on average over a one-month holding period. Now, to summarize, in a recovery state, uh, low size and value typically lead. And that's what we've seen over the last few months. During expansion phases, momentum has been a clear winner. During a slowdown, it's low volatility and to some extent quality and momentum that have fared the best. And in a contraction during times of market stress, uh, defensive factors, namely low vol and quality, have outperformed. And this is all relative to an equally weighted basket of seven-factor indexes. So as you mentioned, small caps and value have been the markers of recovery. So are they saying that's where we are right now? What can this possibly tell us about the markets that we're looking at as, as 2021 begins? So based on the historical patterns, that, that is a consistent story. During recovery state, which uh, follows uh, periods of contraction, it's those price-sensitive factors, low size and value, that typically bounce back first. And then as we transition into a more sustainable recovery, where trends get established, then momentum typically takes over. But that's all from a historical context. Are there any factors that seem to react more to this cyclicality or less than some others? Absolutely. So uh, we looked at seven factors. And one of the factors included uh, the growth target factor index, the MSCI growth target indexes. And this is an index that's been constructed to have uh, high exposure to the growth factor while mitigating risks or exposures to non-target factors like a negative value exposure or a high volatility exposure. And in effect, what we found is once we control for these unintended biases, the growth target index earned a steady premium uh, across market cycles and has displayed significantly less cyclicality compared to uh, the other factor indexes that we've walked through, uh, for example, momentum or value or low size. 
But it's that control of those unintended factor biases that's really given it a more steady performance uh, over time. So by focusing solely or more purely, to put it another way, on on the growth factor isolates it or has isolated it more so from this cyclicality. Is that accurate? That's a fair way of putting it. It's the, it's the purity of the exposure to growth that has reduced the cyclicality. If we were to uh, put back in those unintended biases, that target index characteristic would be significantly different. And it would be facing very high degrees of cyclicality, uh, being exposed to typically high volatility and negatively to value. Now, we did have an opportunity with some other guests toward the end of last year to talk about two of the three events that you mentioned or that we both mentioned about the presidential election in the U.S., COVID vaccines, uh, but but Brexit, that was a, a late entry. Happened later in the year. A lot of people were away. Now that we're back online and conversations are starting, I'd be very curious to hear, given the fact that you are in London, not necessarily looking at the markets per se, but what's the mood on the ground? Well, this is a situation that's been um, fairly prolonged, but simply dragged along for the last three years. Um, so this removal of this uncertainty has brought clarity onto people's minds. And within the UK, it's a renewed source of optimism that we've now done the deal, um, we've exited the uh, EU, and now we can move forward uh, with trade deals with not only the EU, but also global counterparts as well. So I'd say overall, it's been um, fairly positive. So speaking of moving ahead, Hitendra, and we learned very early on in 2020 the dangers of doing so, but it is the start of the new year. We had a recent MSCI survey of financial advisors in November of last year trying to look ahead, and that found that advisors were expecting value, momentum, and quality to outperform other factors, at least in the U.S., how do those findings compare to what the models are showing heading into 2021? Right. So as at the end of 2020, our adaptive multi-factor model continued to show an overweight to value and low size, a negative uh, exposure on quality and low volatility, and neutral on momentum relative to an equally weighted factor mix. And this is largely based on the improvement in economic indicators we've seen, the low valuations of uh, value and low size, despite the recent rally, and also the positive market sentiment. Now, within the UK, there is a variation of COVID-19, which is spreading much faster, which poses some risks. But on the other hand, there are a number of vaccines that are coming to market with positive outcomes. So you may want to tread with uh, cautious optimism based on the, what the model is saying. So we've talked a lot about optimism today, Hitendra, and it, new year, new possibilities. And I understand that you're taking on something new this year. You're training for the London Duathlon. What's that all about? Sure. So this is an event that uh, myself and my colleagues at MSCI have decided to take on for charity. And it involves a 5K run followed by a 22K cycle, finishing off with a 5K run. 
And it's been a great way to engage with colleagues outside work uh, while keeping us active under social distancing rules. Any predictions on how you'll do? You know, just between the two of us. So I did my first run um, just a couple of days ago, and I was planning to do 15 kilometers. But hey, it's 2021, so I added an extra six, and I ended up doing 21 kilometers. 21 for 2021. So I think I'll be just fine. <laughs> of course. Uh, so, well, um, I'm getting tired just thinking about that. So seems like a good time to say, Hitendra, thank you so much for joining us on this first episode of Perspectives for 2021. Your optimism is contagious. Thanks, Adam. All the best. That's all for today. Our thanks to Hitendra and all of you for listening. For more details, check out the full Factors and Focus report on MSCI.com. Next up on Perspectives, we'll talk China Tech with Nina Zhang. She's founder and managing editor of the China Money Network. Until then, I'm your host, Adam Bass, and this is MSCI Perspectives. Stay safe, everyone.